Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes, one voice deep on this episode, guys. Homie had some stuff come up at work, had to work a little late, then had some kid stuff going on this afternoon. So I'm going to rip this episode for you guys, get the content out there for you guys. Today, we're talking about how to utilize trail cameras to kill your, your target buck. Not how to hang them, not how to find deer, not how to utilize them, best batteries, best SD cards. None of that talk in this. This is pure trail cam data breakdown and how you should be utilizing these these cams, not to just get pictures, but to kill these bucks that you're after. I feel like a lot of people run trail cameras and they aren't utilizing them in the best way they can. They're utilizing them to get pictures and not to kill these deer. So we want to break down a bunch of different tactics that we use to, to kill these deer using these trail cameras. Trail cameras are a huge part of our 
strategy and we utilize them a lot different than other people do, I believe. So let's get into the people that make this possible. We're going to get in the show. It's going to be real short and sweet for you guys. We're talking about Exodus. Um, that's our first ad read for this episode and only ad read for this episode. So let's get right through this. We'll get right into the show. So our friends over at Exodus are still running Velvet Fest, guys. This is the official start to deer season, and Exodus helps the ball get rolling for everyone in their summer scouting. I know when Velvet Fest hits, it means it's time to get my trail cams ready to deploy for the season, which we have. We've got multiple cams out already. We're slowly trickling them out. We've waited a long time this year and hung them late, you know, in the middle of July, trying to stretch out that battery life to get us into the first part of season. But from July 15th, August 19th, there'll be awesome prizes for people who use hashtag Velvet Fest on social media showing their whitetail adventures. So you could be out there hanging cams. You could be out there hanging stands. You could be out there scouting for deer. You could be out there looking bean fields. Anything you want to post on social media, if you use hashtag Velvet Fest, you're put into that prize pool to be able to draw for some awesome prizes from Exodus. Also, if you're in the market it, for a trail camera, hashtag Velvet Fest would be the perfect opportunity to get you ready for season. Exodus will be sending out exclusive savings throughout their email newsletter throughout the campaign. So if you're not following the newsletter, get on the website, sign up for that. Um, but to get things started, they're gonna you're gonna be able to save 20% on any Exodus render or rendo bundle for the first 100 orders using code Velvet Fest. Every single camera order comes with a random prize card. What these are is they're basically like a lottery ticket. You scratch it off, you might win a new camera, you might win a 50% off discount code, you might win some new Exodus MMT tailored arrows. I love those cards, they're a lot of fun. You already got the camera and now you get a little bonus on top of that if you buy during this campaign. Um, over the last seven years, Exodus has consistently shown they build quality gear that flat out works. So even after all these savings during Velvet Fest, you're getting the best trail cam warranty, period. You're getting that five-year, no BS warranty covering theft and damage. That's literally half a decade you'll be covered by the Exodus five-year warranty. More than likely, you won't need this warranty because their cameras are built to last. But just in case anything ever happens, it gets stolen. You still have this five-year warranty, guys. You have a cam for literally half a decade once you purchase. You do not have to worry about. Um, they also launched the Exodus MMT this summer, a tailored-built arrow to your specifications using nothing but the highest grade components. You can head to their website and use a 3D builder and experience the best shooting hunting arrow available. Um, if you get, I've been shooting them in the backyard and I've been really enjoying them. Um, the fact that they're flying true and I used to have a smaller spined arrow. Um, I sent all my details in to what I'm exactly shooting and they bought an arrow and my, my groups are getting tighter and tighter. Every time I shoot these arrows, I got them resighted in with a new sight tape and they're flying good. Been shooting them out to 90 yards, guys, and they've been flying in there real nice. Definitely won't be taking any shots that far, but always fun to practice that far. Um, all right, guys, let's get into the episode. We are talking how to effectively use trail cams, guys. Now, you're thinking, man, every podcast is talking about trail cams right now. Um, I already know what I'm doing with them. Hopefully there's something in this episode that will pop into your mind and make you think, hey, maybe I, maybe I should change up my game. Maybe I should utilize that. Maybe I should think about that. So the first thing I want to talk about is the different types of trail cameras, not the different types of trail camera companies, not mobile, 
or red cams. I'm talking about the different types of trail cams. And I, I have them in four categories, right? I have an edge cam, an interior cam, a kill cam, and a traffic cam. Um, that's how I have them broke down. And I'll explain each one of them to you. Um, first, let's talk about an edge cam. Um, when, I, when I run an edge cam, what I call them, that is the, the food plot cam or the bean field edge cam or the transition out of the woods to the field cam. This is the farthest cam away from where I deer this deer's bedding. And I'm basically with this cam, I'm just trying to figure out, is this deer still feeding in this field? Is this deer still utilizing this area? Um, this is a great cam to get, is this deer still alive? Because um, no matter if he switches his bed, transitions a little bit in the fall, if he's been feeding in the summer in a certain area, more than likely he's going to be back in that summer feeding area. Um, a lot of these deer might switch and do crazy stuff in the fall, but in the summer, they're pretty consistent. So your edge cam, um, I want to run these on, like I said, a heavy trail coming to a, a field. A lot of time it's a bean field to us, maybe where they're coming out of uh, a piece of ground, going into another ground where it's a, it's a major pinch or something. You're not really getting any intel to kill this deer other than, okay, he is feeding here right now. And he's alive. Now, later in the year, if you know where he's feeding, that's going to be a crucial tool to figure out where he's bedding. So if this, if, if you're trying to maybe find your first deer to target in an area, this is a great cam to run an edge cam. This is the, you can run like a regular battery, uh, a regular SD card, non-mobile cam out there, but good batteries in it. Um, if you run it on the edge of the field, you're expect to get some blanks, expect to get some sun picks. Um, but this is a great cam to get you started on what you have going on. You don't want to dictate a lot of your, a lot of your cams. Say if you had 10 cams, you might want to put one or two as an edge cam um, in really good areas. You don't want to put a lot of assets on an edge stand. Now, your interior cams, that's where you believe that you might have a shot to kill this deer during season. Um, that's a cam where you're monitoring does, um, where you think that this deer might frequent um, coming to that field. Maybe it's 250 yards off the field. Maybe it's 300 yards off the field. Maybe it's 100 yards off the field, depending on where you believe the steer's bedded. Now, this cam is, it's there. There's a good chance that you can kill off this cam. It's still easy to check, so you can run a regular cam here without really getting into the nitty-gritty and bumping this deer. Um, but I call, I, I call this an interior cam. It's basically the second in on this deer um, or this area where you think a deer coming out. Maybe it's still all nighttime pictures. Maybe you're getting into a little bit of, of daytime pictures here. Um, just depends on how early your deer are coming out to the feed fields. The third one is the kill cam. This is the cam that you believe where you're going to kill this deer. Maybe it's a hot scrape. Maybe it's office bedding. Maybe it's a really hot doe bedding area that you believe is going to be really killer in November. This is a cam that if you, if it's early, like I just hung three um, mobiles in an area that I believe I can kill a deer early. Um, a lot of acorns in the area, really good scrape sign, really thick bedding, really close to that. Um, so that's just a scenario of this cam. It's something that you don't want to check very often. It's good to run a mobile cam in here. Um, if you do check it, you really need a good entrance and exit program um, to not bump this deer. But that is a kill cam. I feel like with this cam, I this is my best chance to kill this deer in this area. 
run a cam there and verify that. If you have a mobile there, that's even better. Um, the fourth is a traffic cam. Um, not what you're thinking, maybe deer traffic. This is human traffic. Um, if you're hunting public land, um, we run always run a, a couple traffic cams. It's always good to get pictures of guys going in and out, knowing when they're hunting. Um, I kind of have, I've been hunting the ground long enough. I kind of know where a lot of these guys hunt. And a lot of times, a lot of people are mobile, but they hunt the same areas. They might be mobile in that area, but they've kind of chunked a hundred acre spot out or an 80 acre spot out or a 200 acre spot. And that's kind of where they live during deer season. So if I see a guy going in more than likely in my mind, I say, okay, that guy is over here. Um, he's, he's going to be hunting this area. So I know someone's in there. You don't want to do use very many assets in this. So what I run these traffic cams, I run them on a heavy trail where people go in and out of the property not on a parking lot. Um, these are your highest risk to get, to get stolen cams. Um, excuse me, I got the hiccups. These cams more will likely get stolen. Um, I've had quite a few stolen, but it gives you really good intel. I normally hang them up high and try to keep them out. You're not looking to get perfect pictures here. You're just looking to say, okay, there's been a lot of people coming in here um, early season scouting. Maybe there's going to be a lot more deer or a lot more people in here than I thought. Maybe that's going to push my deer back. And then if you see your deer kind of coming off your other cams and you have a lot of action on your traffic cam, that's a good indication that that deer might have been pressured out of the area. Um, so maybe you just need to go a little bit deeper. Maybe you need to tweak it just a little bit. Um, so that's my four different types of uh, cams, edge, interior, kill, and traffic. Um, the second one is checking cams. Um, I believe that you should hang your cams now. Um, and you shouldn't check them till you go the weekend before season, minimal amount as possible in and out. But if you're in a new area, don't have past trail camera data, that's hard to do. You're trying to move these cams to get on bucks early season. So when you're checking cams, there is no right or wrong. There is no, this buck can be bumped two, three times. This bump can be, this buck can be bumped unlimited times. As long as he feels safe in this area. There's no right or wrong answer there. Every deer is a little bit different. So when you're checking that cam, you just have to ask yourself, is the content that I'm going to pull from this cam at this time of year going to make a substantial change in me killing this deer? Um, if you're trying to locate a deer, I feel like, yeah, you should pull that cam more often. If you have that cam already, if you have that buck already on a mobile cam, maybe in the area, I don't believe you should pull that cam until you're going to make a move on the cam. Um, so don't go in there pulling cams just to pull cams, just to get deer pictures. Um, think about what you got going on and think if I go in there and pull that cam, is it worth the reward, you know, of me pressuring that deer one more day? Um, you can't control what everybody else is doing, but you can control what you're doing in your area. You're going to put sin in that area. You're going to bump deer going in and out, guarantee it. Um, I believe even people check them after a rainstorm. I don't even think that all the scent's gone then. Um, it's a great time to do it. There's less people out there. I like to do it when it's like that, just because people don't see me going in and out of where I'm going. Um, that's, that's a huge thing for us. People kind of follow our trucks and understand where we're hunting. And they normally know that if we're hunting there, we're on a big deer because we wouldn't be there if there wasn't one. Um, so just make sure that the risk is worth the reward when you're checking the cam. Don't pull the cam 
Um, if it's just, oh, I'm going to pull this cam and see if there's any deer on it, make it, make it a mission while you're pulling that cam. Okay. I need to know if there's any deer in this cam. And if, there, if there's not deer on this cam, I'm going to move it. Okay. Go, go pull that camera. If not, let it, let it ride, baby. The more Intel you get without human pressure in there, altering the deer, the better off it's going to be when season comes. Like I said, it's really helpful if you have a mobile cam in that area and you get a picture of that deer, um, you just say, okay, the deer's in the area. He's alive. That's all I really need to know. Let's let the cam soak, get the data and go in there and, and make a plan. I like to pull them the weekend before season, um, five days before season. Not a lot shifts for us during that period. Um, and if we see bucks, you know, on, on a pattern, like we had pickles last year, he was on a pattern. We killed him. Oh, we killed him open and evening. Um, we went in there, pulled cams. Okay. He's here. It's working good. Um, let's, let's not go back in here. Went back in there, pulled right before season. He's still there. Um, made a move on him and killed him. Um, so just make sure it's, it's worth the risk when you go in there and pull that cam. Next thing is the cameras right now, to me, unless they're a mobile cam, nothing beats past trail cam data. A new deer might come into an area, that's great, but if you go in there and you pull the, pull the cam and say it's, you, you pull that cam on October 5th, right? Let's just go with that. Your season starts September 15th. You're, you're in there, you pull the cam on October 5th. And, oh man, I got a giant in here on the September 17th. That data really doesn't help you right now on October 5th. That deer is probably doing something different. Now, if you pull that camera, okay, this deer was here September 17th, it's October 5th, go through your past trail data and see if you have that deer anywhere in that October timeframe. Now, okay, oh yeah, last year I had him over here on this scrape. Um, on October 7th. Okay, now you know the deer's alive off of the September 17th pick. And now you have that past trail camera data to make a move on that deer. Don't hunt the area where he was September 17th if he hasn't showed up again. Hunt where you had the past trail cam data of the deer going on the 7th. Um, that's something that we love to do. Okay, the buck's alive. We got a picture of him. He hasn't been there for a week or whatever go through the past data. Where was he at last year? I'm not saying he's going to be the exact same day, but the deer are going to do the same thing that they normally did last year, unless human pressure alters them. So you get, you know, you have Intel, man, this deer was over here on this acorn flat, or this deer was over here hitting this field, feeding in this field, or this deer was hitting this scrape. Use that Intel from last year to make your decisions to hunt, not what you just pulled on that cam from two weeks ago. I feel like that's a big, big misconception of a lot of guys is they go in, they get a giant on their camera on in September. Okay. And now it's the first of October. They're hunting that area that that giant showed up one time thinking, okay, the deer's in the area, blah, blah, blah. And they're not looking at the past history that they have. Now saying that if that deer has been there, the 17th, the 21st, the 28th, the first, like, yeah, that is a good area to kill that deer. If he's a repeat offender in that area, that is a good area to hunt. But don't let that one or two pictures of a giant buck really alter what you're doing. Um, so that past trail cam data, even if you don't have any trail cameras in that area again, look at that past trail cam data. 
you can see so much from that. You could see, okay, man, this doe group was in here every day. Okay, there was bucks with this doe group this day, this day, this day. Use that data to say, okay, during those three days, more than likely one of these does in this doe group is going to be hot and have a buck on. Maybe it's the same buck you got pictures in in your target. Maybe it's not. But the chances are there's going to be a buck with that doe in those three days. So don't, don't try to make up stuff by trail cameras. Just go off what you have. Um, if you have the data from the past history, utilize that more than the data you have right now. If it isn't within the last week, I would say, um, really pick up on the past trail data instead of this year's trail data. Um, another thing is you got to be proactive. If you have a buck hitting a scrape, you know, or on, on a food source, say it's, say it's September 30th, you're, you're in season and you got a buck on a food source, you went and pulled the camera and it's <clears throat> September 30th. And he was there this morning on that food source, or he was there last night on that food source. He was there the night before. Do not wait to hunt that deer, hunt that deer. The first chance you get with the right wind and when you can get in there and hunt them. Um, if this means burning a day for your vacation in November, in September or first of October, do it. Do not wait for that opportunity to slide through your fingers. Last year, went in there, pulled a cam on a scrape, um, multiple bucks in there. This scrape is red hot. We got bucks in there at noon hitting it in the middle of October. If we would have said, oh man, we're going to wait till it gets real good. We're going to wait till late October. We're going to go in there. We would have missed the boat on that. We pulled the card, went in there, hung the same day we pulled it, pulled it at noon, hung, and I killed my second buck last year on the 27th of October. Um, you go in there, you use whatever data you have, and you act on it instantly. You don't wait. Um, those deer switch so much weekly throughout the season from the end of September, the first of October, second week of October, third week. It's like a, every week is a different season that you're hunting these deer. Um, the pressure's coming. The, the crops are changing. Fields are coming out. Acorns are dropping. The bedding's getting thinner and thinner in certain areas. Um, more people are hunting. Uh, the wind's shifting from the south to the north more. Um, there's colder days. There's so much happening in those week-to-week um, processes of the season. Every season is broke down into five days, I feel like, where you can have a buck doing something and act on it. So just be proactive. Just when, when you have a deer doing something, do not wait until – the right moon phase. Do not wait until the absolute perfect win. Get a little crosswind and go in there and try to kill that deer. Do not wait for the absolute best conditions. If you have something that will work, throw something at them, especially early. Because if you're hunting public like we do a lot, or even on our private pieces, the more opportunities that you let that deer live day to day to day, the more passes that you give that deer. Wow, the wind was just not perfect. It could have been a little bit better, so I'm not going to go. That's one more chance for a guy like me, who's a little crazy, who likes to just rip it, to go out there and kill that deer. Um, you're giving other people options to kill that deer every time you skip on hunting that buck, um, whether it's your neighbors that are hunting it. And if it's early, you still have the whole entire season to hunt that deer. Okay, you go in there, you booger it up, you don't get it done. It's early October. It's late September. You still have all of October. 
all of November, all of December, part of January, most of the time where you're hunting, you still have all that time to kill that deer. So do not miss on an opportunity. Get in there and strike while the iron's hot. As they say, if you got a buck doing something, capitalize. Don't wait. Um, we've done that. I don't know how many times we wait. Oh, you know, I'm saving my vacation. I got to work. No. Say, hey, boss, I'm going to take a vacation day today if, if you have that option. And you go hunt that deer and you, you kill that deer. You get it done. Now, how many cams per property or acre is a lot of things that come up. And I feel like, like it's like one per every 20 acres or whatever. There's no right or wrong to that. We've ran seven cams on one buck, guys. Seven cams on one deer. And literally probably not even an 80-acre patch. Um, maybe probably 70 acres. Um, really tied together. Um, and we got daylight pictures of that deer. And he was killed by another hunter out there. So there's no right or wrong to running cams. They're your cams. You decide how to run them, however it's going to help you benefit. We happen to have a lot of cams, so we can utilize. If you want to, I have five cams on one buck right now in late July. Um, and, you know, we have probably 30 plus 32 cams or so. So if you take out how many ass, how much assets I have on one deer compared to the other, all the other properties that we can hunt, I have a lot of assets on that one deer, but that's the deer I want to kill. I'll probably end up putting more assets on that deer, especially if I get the verification that is live. Um, I'll probably run six, seven, eight cams on that deer. I'm already going to put one more out on a scrape. I lost my damn paracord out in the woods and I had no way to hang the sixth cam. Um, so I already have a spot that I want to hang that. Um, the other thing, this time of year, when you're running cams, you don't want to hunt, hang cams just for, say your, your season opens September 15th. You don't want to hang all your cams for the opportunity to kill a buck September 15th. You want to hang cams where you're going to get intel throughout the season. If you see a hot scrape that was there last season, the ground's not tore up, you can tell that there's a licking branch, a vine or something hanging down, run a cam on that scrape. You're going to be blown away by how many deer hit that scrape during the summer. They're not going to paw the ground. They're not going to, it's not going to be all tore up. They're going to go up. They're going to nuzzle that scrape. They're going to lick that scrape. You're going to have does in there. You're going to have little bucks. You're going to have big bucks. That scrape, if it's a good scrape, it's a historical scrape, run a cam on there all year round. You know, if, if you can put the assets on it, because the, the cams that you're running right now, what we believe, if it is not a mobile cam, you are running that cam to kill that buck the following year. You might be able to get it done off some intel. You go in there and pull, make a move with if it's in those five days. But more than likely, when you pull that card two weeks from when that buck was there, you already missed that window. So you're running that cam for the following year to get that intel. Okay, this buck was here the 9th of October, the 10th of October. Then he rolled out and he wasn't here. Okay, now I know next year, there's a three-day shot where this deer could be in here, and I'm going to hunt that area if you want to kill that deer. So don't say, well, I'm going to move, move them on the scrapes mid-October um, and uh, you know late October when they really start firing up. No, run, that, run it there all year if you, can, if you can spare the assets. There's nothing better in a non-bait state to get trail cam picks than a scrape. 
there's literally nothing better than a hot scrape. Um, I got one right now on a new piece of property that I found late season scouting. I went in there, hung a mobile cam on it. There's been four different bucks and multiple does using that scrape already. One potential shooter, two really solid bucks, and two really like small young bucks using that scrape. Um, and they're using it like every other day, guys, right now. So I know during season that scrape is going to be on fire. Um, I put a mobile cam there. It's a great place to get inventory on the property. It's a great place to get data. And when you hang that, if you're in an area where that hot scrape is, make a plan on how you're going to hunt that scrape, whether it turns out being good or not. Okay, there's a tree here I can get in. I can hunt off the ground over here. I'm going to access here. The deer potentially going to come from this direction. Then get a layout of how the ground looks in your mind. And when you get the trail cam data, break down how that deer's entering and exiting that scrape. More than likely, every deer that we've killed off a scrape, they're gonna J hook into it. And what a lot of people don't, a lot of people hear J hook, but I didn't understand the word J hook until I actually seen it happen. And basically, what these bucks do is they go away from the scrape, circle wide, and then come in on the downwind side. Um, a lot of times, we've had them not even come in fully to the scrape, they've skirted the scrape and just wind check the scrape. So in your mind, think about how you can set up on that scrape and J-hook downwind and you can get a shot on. All right. Um, the next thing I had on the list was scrapes. Um, we love scrapes. We've killed multiple deer off scrapes. And I think that is a tactic that people are really utilizing. And a lot of people are killing bucks all throughout the year on scrapes. The, really the only time that scrapes aren't good is when the rut is really in um, and they just not, they're not putting any sign down at all. They're just chasing those. Okay. The last thing, and it's kind of just a brief overcap of everything is understanding your trail cam picks. Okay. When you get a trail cam pick, when you pull that card, first of all, make sure that, you know, if you run in multiple cams, you have a way to know that, Hey, I need to check this card, put a dash on it. I put it upside down in my card holder and that's how I know. Okay. I pulled five, seven, nine, number five, seven, nine today. They're all upside down in the holders. Um, I need to check all these cameras. Now, as you go through these cards, I see a lot of people just click, 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 click. They're clicking through everything. Small buck, small buck, click, 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 do, 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 click, 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 click. Oh, buck. Now let's stop and look. No, you don't have to look at every picture, guys. It's not like, especially if you're in a bait state or something, but if you're like us and a buck's hitting a scrape, okay, it's not a shooter. It's a two-year-old. Look how that deer entered that scrape. Okay, he came in from this way. He hit it from this angle. Um, how could I potentially kill that deer? <clears throat> Think about it. Okay, there's a lot of does using this area. What time are they coming through? Is this a morning doe area? Is this an evening doe area? What route are they going? Where do I think these does are coming from? Where do I think they're going? Are they going to a certain food source? Is there a way that I could get hunt these does on this trail? Or is there a way that I could hunt these does before this trail if it's nighttime or after this trail if it's nighttime in the morning? Um, look at those doe pictures, understanding how they're using the property because they're going to be vital tools when November comes. Um, a small buck comes in on a trail. He takes a hard right. Another buck comes in, does the same thing. A three-year-old comes in, does the same thing. Okay, why are those deer all going that way? Why all these deer coming? Where are they? Where are those bucks coming from? Are they coming from bedding? Are they coming from food? 
break down these pictures and understand what you're looking at. Don't just click through them a hundred mile an hour until you see a giant rack and you get all jacked up and you're looking at them like, Oh God, I'm going to kill this deer. I'm going to target this deer. Take the time to that camera takes a picture of every deer that goes through there. Its job is to take pictures of deer. Your job is to dissect through that intel and understand what's going on on that property. By clicking through all that, you're missing out on so much intel. It's insane. If you just take your time, slow down, process what you got going, it's going to be way better. Um, nighttime trail kit. We get pictures. We get access a ton. I have only nighttime trail cam pictures of this buck. Well, what do I do? The, the true answer is if you got one random nighttime picture of that deer, your odds of killing that deer are really small. Now, is he unkillable? No. He might pop up in the area, in the rep, whatever. You never know. If you have consecutive nighttime pictures in that deer, maybe he's hitting a scrape at night. Maybe he's coming to a doe bedding area at night. Maybe he's hitting the transition at night. If he's a repeat offender, there's a good chance that you'll be able to see that deer in daylight and cold weather or in the rut. So don't be like, oh, this is nighttime pick. I'm clicking past it. Don't do that. Analyze those nighttime trail picks. How is this deer working this area? How is he hitting this scrape? What direction is he coming from? Why do I think he's coming from this direction? You click through those nighttime picks. You're not collecting the data. And you might as well not even have got the pick. It's, not, it's useless. Um, will you ever cure that deer? No. But you have that past intel for next year. If you click through all the stuff of the does, man, I got a lot of does on this cam and you pulled it November 9th. You just click it, bam, 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 bam. There's a ton of does in this area, but there's, there's not a lot of bucks going on. I mean, I mean, it's bad card, it's bad card, terrible card, no bucks in there. But you had the past trail cam data of, man, there is a ton of does in this area during this time of year. Don't write that off. It's just a bad card pool. Delete the card, roll onto your knife, make a note or a mental note I say, hey, November 7th through the 9th, there was a ton of does every day in daylight hitting this food source or hitting this trail or crossing this creek, wherever they're at, put that in your bank. That was November 9th. You got nothing popping on cam. You ain't got much going on. And you're thinking, what do I got in my, in my bag that I can pull out? Oh, man, last year, there was a ton of does in this area. Um, the chances of a buck being with them this time of year is pretty high. I don't know why there wasn't one last year. Let's go give that a shot. Boom. You kill, you kill a buck. Um, do not let this Intel slip through your fingers and you do not utilize them. So that is my list of how I effectively use trail cameras throughout the whole year. This isn't just a summer time. This is a whole entire year. Collect the data, make a folder on a computer, make a folder on a phone. Don't only collect night or don't only collect daytime pictures of bucks, collect nighttime pictures of bucks, collect, pictures of does in an area, make a note like, man, from the 15th to the 21st of November, there was a ton of does in here. There's a ton of buck sign there. I mean, but there was just no bucks in my camera. That camera don't catch everything out there. There's a good chance that there's a buck with those does and you just missed it. I mean, those cameras aren't 100% truthful every time. It's just a tool that we use to utilize. But like I said at the beginning of this, I feel like people run cams, just to get pictures of a giant deer, to get jacked up, and to know that it's in the area to hunt it. They don't proactively use the cams to kill the deer. So hopefully you've heard something in this episode that you can look back on and maybe draw 
draw something up and say, man, maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to try that. Maybe I need to stop clicking through my picks. Maybe I need to slow down, really collect the intel. Um, I know a lot of the guys are already doing this, and the guys that are doing this are the killers that use trail cameras. I mean, they're a tool that we use, and you want to use every tool that you have to the, the most you can, the best you can. And this is how I utilize trail cameras to not get pictures of deer, but to kill deer. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like I said, coming up by myself, a little rough start here, um, but hopefully you guys got some intel. It is the time to get your trail cameras out. It is the time to shoot your bow. It is the time to get excited about deer season. It's the time to absorb any content you can. It's the time to make these moves um, right now. From now on, is it's it's game time. We we were we were ha- we were in January through July. We were in halftime. First July, it's like we're in the first part of the first second quarter. Not a lot going on, but we're down. Now it's the third and fourth quarter. We got to come back. We got to make that comeback and get that kill. So put the effort in. I know you can kill your biggest buck today this year. Um, love you. Appreciate you tuning in all the way to the end. Um, always leave a legacy. Try to do the right thing and white till legacy is out. <laughs>